0: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, I take a look at Joe Biden's LGBTQ accomplishments during his first 100 days in office. The American Medical Association issued an open letter to state's governors begging them to let transgender kids be themselves. And amid the backlash for former Bachelor star Colton Underwood's Netflix series, I take a look back on some truly terrible gay TV reality shows. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. This past week, Americans marked the symbolic 100th day of the Joe Biden presidency. While it's an artificial line in the sand, the date does afford an opportunity to recognize what Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have achieved in their first three months in office on the topic of LGBTQ issues. As promised on the campaign trail, Biden began tackling LGBTQ issues on day one when he signed a sweeping executive order instructing executive agencies to fully implement federal civil rights legislation as already banning discrimination against LGBTQ people in many areas of the law. The introduction of the executive order reads All persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender identity or Sexual orientation. End quote. That was quickly followed by ending the ban on transgender military personnel implemented by Donald Trump. To emphasize the change in attitude, the Pentagon formally announced the new policy on March 31st, the Transgender Day of Visibility. Biden has also worked to fulfill his promises of a more diverse, inclusive federal government by making groundbreaking appointments to high level positions. Newly installed Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg became the first out gay cabinet member to be confirmed by the Senate. Dr. Rachel Levine became the first transgender person confirmed by the Senate as Assistant Secretary at the Department of Health and Human Service. Also, military veteran and out lesbian Gina Ortiz as Undersecretary of the Air Force. Chris Magnus, the first gay police chief to be married in the United States, installed as head of customs and border patrol, and Brenda Fulton, a lesbian and West Point graduate, as assistant secretary of defense. Additionally, Biden issued a presidential proclamation on Transgender Day of Visibility and sent a blanket authorization for embassies around the world to fly the pride flag as they wish during Pride Month. And in his first address to a joint session of Congress this week, Biden gave a shout out to the LGBTQ community and had a particular message to trans Americans. He said, to all transgender Americans watching at home, especially the young people, you're so brave. I want you to know your president has your back. I also hope Congress will get to my desk the Equality Act to protect LGBTQ Americans all transgender Americans watching at home, especially young people, you're so brave. I want you to know your president has your back. Perhaps the biggest unchecked box on Biden's LGBTQ list is the passage of the Equality Act, which is more an example of the limits of presidential power. As we all know, Congress passes bills and the president signs them into law. But the 50-50 divided Senate is currently stuck with a filibuster process that requires 60 votes to pass most legislation. Ten Republicans will need to cross the aisle to sign on to the Equality Act, which doesn't seem in the cards at the moment. Plus, Democrats Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema have publicly announced they have no appetite to repeal the filibuster, making the Equality Act a steep climb for now. That said, if you really want to know how Joe Biden is doing on LGBTQ issues, just take note of remarks by far-right conservatives, like Tony Perkins, the head of the anti-LGBTQ hate group Family Research Council. Perkins recently said that Biden's first 100 days feels like an eternity. So you know Joe's doing something right. The American Medical Association has penned an open letter to the nation's governors denouncing the numerous anti-transgender bills working their way through state legislatures that seek to block, and in some cases criminalize, doctors for treating transgender minors. The AMA's CEO, James Madera, wrote the letter addressed to the chairman of the National Governors Association. In the letter, he cited evidence that trans and non-binary gender identities are normal variations of human identity and expression, and he called the recent spate of bills, quote, a dangerous governmental intrusion into the practice of medicine, end quote. Among the legislation mentioned was an Arkansas measure that provides steep penalties to doctors who treat trans minors and outlaws the access of trans-related medical care by people under the age of 18. Madera wrote, That law and similar bills pending in several other states would insert the government into clinical decision-making and force physicians to disregard clinical guidelines, quote. Madeira Madera added, Decisions about medical care belong within the sanctity of the patient-physician relationship. As with all medical interventions, physicians are guided by their ethical duty to act in the best interest of their patients. Citing mental health and substance abuse statistics that show trans individuals to be at an elevated risk, Madera warned that foregoing gender-affirming care can have tragic consequences, consequences that include the chronic stress from coping with societal stigma and discrimination because of one's gender identity and expression. The letter added, because of this stress, transgender minors also face a significantly heightened risk of suicide. The AMA made a point to note that, quote, transgender children, like all children, have the best chance to thrive when they're supported and can obtain the health care they need. Adding veracity to the AMA's concerns, at least four instances of transgender teens attempted suicides have been reported since the Arkansas measure became law. NBC News recently reported that at least 14 other states are considering similar legislation. A bill in Texas would put parents who allow gender-affirming care for their child on par with child abuse, which could send those parents to prison or remove their children from their custody. In Missouri, lawmakers are considering a bill that would revoke the license of doctors who prescribe puberty blockers or hormones for minors. In North Carolina, legislation was being considered that would prohibit prohibited treatment of trans people under the age of 21, but fortunately, that measure was abandoned by state lawmakers last week. As I've mentioned here on the Randy Report many times in the past, the American Psychological Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, and the Pediatric Endocrine Society have all taken similar stands. The CEO of a healthcare company has been fired after a video of him harassing a gay teen went viral, and even comedian Kathy Griffin shared it in order to make him. Online Famous. In the video filmed by the teenager's boyfriend, Jacob Geitman, Visuel CEO Sam Johnson can be seen arguing with the visibly upset Dalton Stevens, who is wearing a red gown at a hotel in Tennessee. The video begins with a confrontation already in progress with Stevens telling Johnson to get away from him. According to Geitman, quote, He's about an inch away from my boyfriend and he says, What are you wearing? And he's like, a dress, why? And Johnson is like, why are you wearing that? You shouldn't be wearing that. Not sure why Johnson was so concerned. In the video, Stevens can be heard telling Johnson, I choose what I want to wear. To which Johnson replies, is that right? Stevens then walks away from Johnson trying to avoid the altercation. But Johnson follows and stands near the high schooler with an odd smirk on his face and says, You look like an idiot. Why an accomplished adult man would bother to harass a young teenager escapes me. After Stephen stood by his outfit choice, Johnson began going on and on about how the boy looked disgusting, ridiculous, and an idiot, according to Geitman. In the background, an adult can be heard telling Johnson to please stop. It's a special night for the teens, to which Johnson just shrugs and grins. Another voice says, It's just a prom. It's kids. It's a bunch of kids. Come on, dude. At one point, Johnson swings a Geitman's phone and tells him to stop recording. In another video, Geitman said that Johnson succeeded in knocking the phone out of his hand. Geitman, who says that Johnson was visibly intoxicated, watch the video for yourselves, folks, said hotel staff eventually expelled him from the premises and called the police. In a statement post online, Visuel's board of directors apparently agreed, as they wrote, We unequivocally condemn the behavior exhibited by Sam Johnson in a recent video widely circulated on social media. After investigating the matter and speaking to the individuals involved, the Visuel board of directors has chosen to terminate Mr. Johnson from his position as CEO effective immediately. The board also said that they have a zero-tolerance policy for intolerance of any kind and that Johnson's actions did not meet, quote, the high standards we set for ourselves, end quote. They added, we share the concerns that so many have expressed on this matter and look forward to announcing concrete steps we're taking in support of the LGBTQ community in particular over the coming weeks. After being posted to TikTok, the video went viral and was shared on Reddit and Twitter. Comedian Kathy Griffin wrote when sharing it on Twitter, It seems like he's dying to be online famous. For his part, Johnson told Newsweek magazine that the allegations against him are entirely false. He added, I have no ill will towards anyone or their personal choices. So long as it doesn't harm me or my family, end quote. what's not apparent is how Steven's wearing a dress or anything at that matter would harm Johnson or his family after the encounter. Geidman said that his boyfriend quote, looked gorgeous, everybody loved it, and nobody had a problem with it end quote. Despite tons of negative criticism, angry tweets and a Change.org petition signed by over 35,000 people demanding that the show be canceled, Netflix seems committed to moving forward with its docu-series featuring former Bachelor star Colton Underwood, who recently came out as gay. In April, it was reported that Underwood was in the middle of shooting a series about his coming-out journey, and that out-Olympian Gus Kinworthy would serve as his gay guide, introducing him to the wonderful world of all things gay. And immediately, backlash ensued. Many people were upset that the former Bachelor star seemed to be monetizing coming out by way of being rewarded with a Netflix reality show. Others pointed to his history of alleged stalking his ex-girlfriend, Cassie Randolph. And some scolded Kenworthy, who usually exercises good judgment for even getting involved in the TV series. So far, Netflix. Underwood, and Kenworthy have all decided to remain silent on the topic, apparently hoping that by the time the show airs, people will have calmed down. We'll see about that. I do want to note that as LGBTQ people have become more visible in mainstream TV, we've also seen our share of TV shows that were not very well thought out. For instance, there was Bravo's 2003 reality series, Boy Meets Boy, which focused on James, a gay man who was presented with 15 potential male suitors. What he didn't know, however, was that half of them were only pretending to be gay. The sad, ill-advised show lasted only six episodes before it was canceled. Then, there was the truly cringeworthy, There's Something About Miriam, a Sky 1 reality series in 2004 which featured six men all trying to woo a 21-year-old Mexican model, Miriam Rivera. It wasn't until the final episode that she broke the news that she was transgender. Their reaction was truly hideous. Afterwards, several of the men filed a lawsuit against the show's producers citing psychological and emotional damage. MTV's 2007 reality series, A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila, starred bisexual MySpace star Tila Tequila. Sixteen men and sixteen lesbians all competed for her love, but at the end of it all, there was a small snag. Tequila wasn't actually bisexual. Oh, and she also had a boyfriend. In 2018, she finally admitted that the whole thing had been a sham and described her presence on the show as being, whoops, gay for pay. And don't forget the 2004 Fox reality series Playing It Straight, ugh, which cast a heterosexual woman and a bunch of guys all ensconced together on a Nevada ranch. The woman's challenge was to guess which of the guys were gay and which were straight. Each week, she would observe their mannerisms, their vocal inflections, and she would watch them participate in group activities and at the end of the episode identify which ones were homosexual. Over the course of the episodes, she voted to eliminate the men she believed to be gay. At the end of the series, if she chose the guy who was straight, the man and the woman would each split the $1 million prize money. But, if he was gay, then the gay guy would receive all the money and the woman would receive nothing. It'll come as no surprise that the series was pulled, thankfully, after only three episodes. For years now, funny guy Michael Henry has explored LGBTQ culture with lots of humor and creativity. His latest short film took a different tone as he addressed the inner demon's many gays battle in regard to body image and eating disorders. The video begins with Henry staring into space as images of fit, lean guys attending a fun and frolicsome pool party float by. Henry's there as well, but he's wearing his t-shirt and his shorts as he chills in the pool. We follow Henry's silent observations as he ponders whether to not to take in burgers and fries at the cookout or fruit or nothing at all. Later, we see scenes of him double tapping on insta-hunk after insta-hunk as he eats alone in the dark. Potato chips and his bedroom mirror bedevil him, leading him to utilize the one escape route he knows. As the images come faster and faster, time begins to rewind until we land on the view of a West Hollywood billboard that succinctly sums up Henry's message without uttering a single word I don't want to give it away. But the 100-second video is striking in its embrace of silent storytelling. For someone who's made a name for himself knowing how to crack wise as he spoofs on gay culture, it's clear the topic at hand is important to Henry. In an Instagram post, he wrote, I wanted to make this film with the sole intention being that you're not alone. Millions of men have disordered eating behaviors and gay bisexual men are at an even higher risk, he wrote. Studies have shown that among men who have eating disorders, 42% identify as gay, even though LGBTQ people only make up about 4% of the U.S. population. A national survey of LGBTQ youth in 2018 found that 54% of respondents had been diagnosed with an eating disorder. Note, if you or someone you know needs assistance when it comes to disordered eating, call or text the National Eating Disorders Helpline at 1-800-931-2237. While I can't show you the brilliant short film here, I will have a link in the show notes. I thought Henry was masterful in how he brought such an important topic to focus without being heavy-handed. Bravo, Michael Henry. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Just a few quick reminders please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.